Hey girlies. Hey girlies. Welcome back to the Real House Girlies book club edition. This is very exciting because it is our second book wrap up Mm -hmm. and it's been a little bit overdue but it's better late than never. We've been reading. We've been reading. We've got a lot on. So this one's book we read Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfield. Is that a female author? Did you get to the bottom of this? It is a female author. Curtis is the middle name. I think her first name is Elizabeth. She's actually just an American chickie. <laughs> She's actually just an American. <laughs> She's a New York Times... One of 340 million Americans. A New York Times best-selling novelist. Um, and do you know what was actually funny? That name really did feel familiar to me, but I couldn't place it. And I went up to my mum and dad's a few weeks ago, and my bookshelf, like from when I was a tween, is still there. And her first book is in that bookshelf that I read in 2005. It's called Prep. I loved it. It was a real, like, sexual awakening, that book. That's what I was looking for in this book. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, it wasn't. It's not what I found. It's not what you found. Okay, Nolsey. We know how it works. Nolsey's going to give us the synopsis of the book. Yeah. And then we're going to get into our review. And then we are going to also talk about some of the girlies' reviews. Um, Who sent them in? Okay, great. So, romantic comedy. We've got the main character, a female, like, SNL writer who is a comic, comedic person. The Night Owls, kind of, like, their take on SNL. The Night Owls, yeah. Yeah. And I think we're kind of led to believe, reading the book, that she's this, like, ugly, boring, old, serious career woman. Yeah. Which is you know exactly how I want to start all of my books. Hot. Why are all rom-coms based around some like plain and or ugly chick? I know. And she's smart. Hotties can be sad too. I know. (laughs) She's smart. She's a great writer. She's a great writer. Yeah. Yeah. So she has this current life routine of just working manic hours at the night owls. It's um, many days a week working overnight, all of that jazz, which, you know, we kind of see in real life with SNL anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, She sleeps with the same kind of disappointing guy on a routine and has no other substantive love life. So at work, she meets one of the musical guests for the show who's going to host the show and they have this kind of cute moment flirty when they're working on a skit together yeah a little meet cute when they're drafting the skit together she finds out that he's not just a vain guy with hair extensions (laughs) why the hair extensions that bit really threw me anyway we'll get into that later all i can imagine is like someone with very thin hair and trying to look like cool. traction alopecia they positioned him as being like really old too but like 40s <laughs> not old i'm into a 40 year old yeah i think i thought they were like 38 i'm like that's not <laughs> that's, like, that's not bad that was yeah anyway we can dissect that a bit later um so they're having this you know she's going could he ever be interested in me like there was definitely a spark and then at the after party they have the most menial conflict ever The conflict is so menial that I can't even recall what it was. What was said. She says some flippant comment. Like, maybe that he only sleeps with, like, models. I think that was... So menial. And so then they don't speak for years. It's, like, two years later, COVID hits, which also was a huge trigger. We're setting you up to understand the review. But she moves to her stepdad's during COVID. Yeah. And then we've got... So there's only three chapters in the book. 
The second chapter is about COVID and it's an entire like 100 pages of just emails between the musical guest host, what was his name? Brewster. Noah Brewster. <laughs> With and the Sally, the, the <laughs> SNL writer. Um, he just like pops up being like, hey. And she's like, sick. Yeah. And then it's just cringe emails. Cringe from there. Oh. Yeah. Um, so they go back and forth, emailing, getting to know each other, and then they're FaceTiming, getting to know each other. And then, you know, he invites her to pod with him in like a COVID pod. In a bubble. In a bubble. Yeah. Um, they're not starting a podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> like a COVID safe zone. Yeah. Um, and then we just follow chapter three is like, do we, don't we, could you ever be with some ugly old lady like me? <laughs> And then they end up together because her stepdad dies. And then that's the end of the book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a great synopsis. Um, Would I add anything else in there? I would say that we get a little bit of side character action with some of her friends who are other actors and other writers on SNL The Night Owl. Um, And there's a little bit of storyline development with what happens with them. There's a little bit of drama. One of them has a baby, etc. So there is a little bit of side narrative, but for the most part, it is just The side narrative has no value add, except for like her colleague who this premise of like no one would ever date an ugly old career lady, but heaps of hot chicks would date an ugly old career man. Danny, her mate. There's a lot about him. Because she writes the whole sketch about this Danny fellow and how he is an ugly old man, but that he can get any girl that he wants. And then part of the storyline is that he does get this hottie model girl. Yes. And like then Sally just feels even worse about herself and like her point has been made. But then they break up. Danny ends up with the boss's daughter, which is just perfect. What a cliche to finish on. Okay, did you feel that Danny was... Pete Davidson. Like, uh, was that? I think Danny was Pete Davidson. Yeah. And hottie model chick was like Ariana Grande and or one of the other 17 other hottie Kim. model famous chickies that Pete Davidson has dated. Yes. For me, the things that I... So, look, I didn't mind reading it. I yeah. definitely didn't love it. I wasn't like, oh, great. Love reading awkward emails. Um, like, I don't do that enough. But there was some, like, key letdowns for me. It wasn't sexy. Mm-hmm. Even when they're there having sex, she's like, why is there so much focus on her going to the bathroom in the other room? Yeah, that was weird. Like, everyone does that. That's fine. You don't, yeah. like, talk to me about, like, dick shit. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it also wasn't funny. Like, where's the comedy and the romantic comedy? The skits didn't translate to me reading them. I didn't read them and think, like, oh, cheese. <laughs> Yeah, the cheese one was weird. <laughs> the cheese one was so weird. How he, she, he was going around handing out different parts of cheese, like types of cheese, and then like because his songs were cheesy. Like that was the Like it's crux. funny when we're making fun of it, but when I read it, I was like, and that got picked? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did love the idea of like seeing behind the scenes of the creation of a TV show like SNL where it is live and it's every week. 
manic. Yeah. It, it was That was, to me, the highlight of the book. Going through the behind the scenes, understanding the schedule, how the sketches, like, all get pitched, which writers get our favorites. Bit of politics. Bit of politics there around the sketch room. If and the book was just about that, yeah, we would yeah. have loved it more. And that did remind me, do you remember there was a show, a fictional show, I can't remember the name, but it was about behind the scenes of the making of The Bachelor? <gasps> yes, it was called like reality something. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, we'll find the name. That was so good. That was so good. And it gave me a bit of that producers energy. Producers are my idols. I just wanted to know about the producers and the writers and like the people who are pulling the strings. So for me, the first third of the book, I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. As soon as it hit the COVID, I was like, oh, here we go. Um, lost We're interest. over it. It's too soon after COVID to read 100 pages of COVID exchange. I guess that's true because you know I love a World War II book, but like I can't imagine what that was like. I lived COVID. It was boring. It was So before you go and like create stories about it that people in 50, 60, 100 years from now can be like, wow, I can't imagine being policed like this. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't hit. The emailing was ick. COVID was ick. The stepdad storyline kind of was like a reach for me. I don't really get that. And the whole purpose of that stepdad storyline. So he's really ill. They have to suddenly take Noel Brewster's private jet back to (laughs) middle America to go and check on the stepdad. And the stepdad, spoiler alert, is not well. And it's all just so that Noel Brewster can show what a great guy he is. Like normal. Like going to Target and buying supplies to come and help at the house. Yeah, that's that was not it. Yeah, it wasn't it. So yeah, the email exchange for me, I think that that mechanism as a writing tool can be really powerful. Have loved, yeah. And I have loved it in other books. For me in this book, it just dragged on too long. Well, the email substance was so awkward. And, then, and like, if that was the point, you've done an awesome job. But like, yes, I want it to be either an argument via email where you can kind of go. Ooh. Yeah. So how my thoughts are, the argument that they had at the bar either needed to be larger over something more substantial or they needed to have almost dated. Like there needed to be more to that nearly yeah. budding relationship for then it to make sense why he would get in touch. Because for them to just, like, have a moment of flirtation and then two years later he starts to write her. Like, let's remember, SNL is a one week that they work together. Yeah, it was such <laughs> a reach. Such a reach. Um, and then when we got into the, like, point where they she arrived at the home and it was supposed to be all sexy, like, they're hanging out, they're, oh. like, boning. It wasn't hot. No. Why did they, like, yeah. Look, they're have been a lot of kind of plain girl books, even Mm. like Fifty Shades in the movie. It's obviously the most beautiful one in the world. But in the book, it's meant to be like some plain girl. Mm. That's still raunchy as hell. There was nothing that tickled my, gave me a minge twinge. Yeah, there was. And that's what I was expecting out of this book. I was like, oh, there's enough storyline here that I'm interested in the first third. And then I'm going to get like some sexy scenes. Yeah, even just one decent. Yes. No. All she could think about was going to the bathroom. Yeah. Not hot. And Um, then the, yeah. I don't know why she also had to like look so cottage cheesy in her paparazzi photo. Like from the author's perspective, couldn't she have just been like a normal, like you look fine in a paparazzi photo. The issue shouldn't have been that. The issue should have been like 
focused more on him wanting to keep it a secret. Yeah, and for me, I just felt like she had no character development. She started the book with, I'm not conventionally pretty, I'm not famous, no one will ever like me. And at the end of the book, she's still exactly the same. <laughs> There's no story arc for Just her. a plain, old, ugly, boring <laughs> career woman standing in front of a superstar begging him to love her when he already does. Yes, and I wanted more from the friends because yeah. they were pretty central to her storyline and we learned a lot about Vivian and the other chick who were both <laughs> actors yes uh who were hotties they were hotties <laughs> <laughs> the hotties should have stepped up yeah and they like they had babies they got married they had these entire lives that happened within the same time period but we got so little about them. Yeah, except the doctor, boyfriend, husband. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So didn't rate, wouldn't recommend. I've no. got a list of books to recommend someone. Like, this isn't making that list. This isn't making the list. I know. Um. Yeah, this Goodreads, one of the quotes I saw on Goodreads was, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I was super insecure and didn't think anyone attracted or successful could like me and I worked at SNL. Well, this book answers that. So that pretty much like surmises how I felt. I enjoyed the first third. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, want, to like get I, a, I want to get a job in TV. I got something out of it and I didn't want to DND. Do not. Wait, DNF. <laughs> Do not disturb. <laughs> I didn't feel like I shouldn't finish the book. You got to finish the book. You got to finish the book, but would I recommend it? Also, no. Okay, read us the reviews that we got in from the girlies. Pick two of them. Okay, I'm going to pick two. Um, here goes. I liked it, not loved it. So easy to read, float into the characters and storyline, delivered all that I need in a rom-com in a familiar style without being too predictable. My favorite parts of the book was the COVID email exchange and when they came home to care for her stepdad. I hope this helps. I could also see this as a movie. I can see it as a movie. I can definitely see it as a movie. I actually think it would translate really well with a screenwriter just completely changing it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like one of those made-for-Netflix types movies. Yeah. This would be a great I'd watch that movie, to be honest. Yeah. Because I agree with that anonymous review because I think the bones were there the concept of a meet cute setting yeah. two very like easy to follow character storylines then a conflict then an email sesh that emails need to all be rewritten though <laughs> and then you know a reconciliation yeah that's a great rom-com movie yes the makings were all there people would buy in because of that behind the scenes aspect that Love. we both loved yeah Yes. Next reviewer said, loved it. Love the insight it gave me into the writing process. I found that so nerdy, but so interesting. So again, that's somebody who really enjoyed we'll that like the probably same first, third. Yeah. I think people are really nice and we are really negative. Yes. Well, in, our, critiques. in our first book review, I feel like we did skim around some of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. We were nice. We were too nice. So we're trying to be more authentic here yeah I always wanted to be an editor yes I love a good proofread I love a good red pen I can spot a typo from a mile away Lincoln's I mean we have that skill that's not the required skill for an editor but like I think it could translate we could probably get there with a little bit more depth yeah (laughs) yeah no great great at spelling (laughs) 
great feedback. Yeah. I don't want the also to obviously feel bad. And I don't think she's ever going to. No, but I think what she should do is reach out to Netflix and get a screenwriter to turn this into a Netflix film that I would watch. Yeah. Just make the end a little bit sexier. Make Noel Brewster a little bit less ick. Yeah, like, make sure he has hair at the beginning. (laughs) Like, if he has bald patches or, like, you know, a thin comb over that he's trying to hide, we won't get there. I also wanted, I wanted more of a reveal about that. Like, it it was mentioned a couple of times, but there wasn't, like, this dramatic scene where, like, the wig was ripped off his head on live TV. (laughs) That should have been what actually started the email. She should have emailed first and been like, are you okay? (laughs) I saw your weave on TV. (laughs) But I also think on on a movie, the email exchange could be, like, helped along because... You could see each of them, you know, drafting and reading and, like, kind of give more than just yeah. the flat comms. Yeah, Because the flat comms weren't spicy. They weren't juicy. They weren't even – they were meant to be vulnerable, but, like, what's your big secret? He didn't even mention that he has hair extensions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hair extensions aside, it's time for the star rating review. Oh, and no. last month you refused to do this. I know. I'm but I'm so anxious. I'm forcing you to do it. I think I'm at like two and a half. I agree. Out of five. Yeah, I think it's a two and a half. I think if you were in an airport or in a hotel and this book was laying around and you picked it up to read by the pool. <laughs> and you only got through three chapters, you'd love it. <laughs> like that's perfect. Would I suggest you race out and buy it? No. No. All right. All right. Next month's book. Shall we do the big reveal? Yeah. Okay. Next month, we are reading Something Bad is Going to Happen by Jesse Stevens. So Jesse Stevens is an Australian author. And this is a very hotly awaited debut. Debut? I think she has a nonfiction book as well. So this may be her first work of fiction. I'm just going to read one line from the back of the book. Um, Adela is facing the dawn of a new year and the end of her 20s and she's in a psychiatric unit recovering from a mental breakdown a decade earlier her life held such promise she had every option in her hand how did it come to this perfect (laughs) look I think it's going to be interesting I think think so so yes something bad is going to happen by Jesse Stevens as always what all you need to do is pick up a copy wherever you buy books or rent books libraries are great we love the library we're a big library family here yeah i'm actually getting a library uh collection box in my suburb so i can order online and then just walk around the corner and pick up books and see the it's stunning and it's it's so easy to return a book yes sorry that's exciting i've already purchased a copy of this one though um and if you don't have access to a copy and you want to read it let us know we'll get you one yep yep love yous all right bye see you Testing the mic. The mics are working. Oh, okay. We've already tested. <laughs> um, <laughs> unnecessary testing. <laughs> I just like to get involved with the, the BTS Test. of the uh, how it all works, you know? Otherwise, I just really show up. Is it on? Is it on? <laughs> uh, oh and a one, God. and a two, and a one, two, three, four.